Hey everybody, welcome to Hard Times Strong Men. We're your hosts, I'm Six. And I'm Seven. And today we're going to be talking about this. This is the pilot episode of our new podcast called Hard Times Strong Men. We're going to be focusing on skill sharing, community building, value sharing, knowledge sharing, and discussions. We're going to be talking about everything under the sun from weapons familiarization to tactics to current events and why they should even matter to you. First, a little bit about ourselves. A little bit about me. I was in the Army from, what, 2015 to 2018. I took a tour in Afghanistan in 2016. I've done every job in a fire team from rifleman, grenadier, saw gunner, team leader. I've been an assistant gunner, a 240 gunner, and I've done a lot of you know knowledge building after I got out of the Army. I'm currently working as a nurse and working on this, our, our baby. Uh, what we really want to do with the podcast is we want a place where we can share all the knowledge that we've uh, that we've gained, that we've earned over the years, and we want to learn more. We've seen a huge deficit in just what the everyday citizen knows and can bring to the table, and that's not okay with everything going on. We owe it to ourselves, we owe it to our families, we owe it to our neighbors to be better, to know more, and to do more. Six? Yeah, so I was also in the Army 2015, 2018, uh, medically retired in April of 2018. You know, I've been everything from a saw gunner, grenadier, rifleman. I've been a team leader. I've been everything up to basically holding a uh, E7 position as an E4. You know, I've seen it, done it. I've worked with Intel guys. I've worked with our our sniper teams. You know, you name it, I've done it in garrison and deployed. We're starting this podcast because we kind of just you know, stumble upon this medium and this idea that we can reach more people than just on IG or just on a blog post. We have more freedom to talk about whatever the hell we want for as long as we want, and then we can build more content based off of that. So basically what we want to do is we want to give classes. That was my favorite job in the Army was being a team leader and, you know, teaching new guys how to, you know, how to do their job. So... When we're talking about doing classes, we're talking about not just soldiering, not just, you know, militant tasks, but uh, we want to learn about homesteading. We want to learn about farming, community building. We're, we're trying to just collect all of these, uh, all these skills in our, in our tool belts so that even when we have to use it, we can, we can do it later. So uh, a couple of the series and episode ideas that I'm most excited about is I want to go through the Ranger handbook and I just want to break down chapter by chapter, uh, you know, the concepts that are presented because a lot of time it can be hard to read and to just kind of trim off the fat of what is specifically set for military people, for soldiers and what can be applied and used for civilians. So, we want to go through make that book, that knowledge base, applicable for people. Uh, Six, I know you want to go into land nav. I know that we talked about uh, going through buddy teams. We talked about, you know, I mean, hell, man, just field craft, you know, purifying water, making fire. What other, uh, what other episodes are you most excited about? 
All right, so I'm like you said, I love Landav. I I taught Landav classes. I love Landav. It was it was one of those things where it's just like if there's anything that's going to help you survive on top of anything else, it's knowing where you are and where you're supposed to go and what you're going to encounter at least in terms of the terrain. So, I loved teaching about that stuff just because you could sneak around somebody so easily when you know the terrain and you know where you're going and what you're going to encounter, and they don't. I'm excited about land nav. I'm in, I'm excited about teaching force multipliers, uh, weapons familiarization. I love weapons familiarizations because I, I build ARs. So that in and of itself is just like, yes, you can pick up an AR, but what if you run out of ammo and you have to pick up, say, an AK? Are you going to know how to use that? I was going to teach you about that, that series. I only think it's one episode. No. Oh, I no. I think it's going to be a series. Because there are so there are so many things that go into it. Yes. You know, yeah. we I I remember a conversation about the we probably won't get into today, but um listening to a specific audio clip of uh you know, of an event and being able to distinct to distinguish between what was uh AR type rifle, what was a two forty, a saw, and you know, for me Weapons familiarization is so incredibly important. And I remember when I first got excited about it, I think I, I think it was before I was in the army. I was, did you ever read the, the actual Jason Bourne books? No, no, I didn't. No, oh, man, the books are great. Highly recommend, but, um, you know, obviously it's hyperbolized, but, uh, Jason Bourne, he could listen to, uh, you know, hear the report of a rifle and he could tell you, you know what style of the rifle was, how many, how many rounds were in the magazine, what it sounded like when it hit the last round, and for me, just thinking of okay, so you know when I was in the army, you know I heard you know M4 fire all the time, T4 all the time, so being able to put all that in your database and you know your mental database and say okay, that sounds like a 240, the 240's max range is this, this is what's mainly used for, this is how the bullet you know, behaves, you know, talking about the max ordinance and, you know, how it cuts through wind or brush or, you know, depending on what report you hear, okay, what now qualifies as cover and what now qualifies as just concealment. Because uh, fit cal will make whatever, you know, cover you have not really cover anymore. It'll also make you uh, vaporize as well, so... Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. So as, you know, we're civilians now. So as civilians, our, our we is a lot different. Our, you know, SOPs are a lot different, right? We're not going out looking for a fight. So if I hear someone opening up with the 240, with me, that, you know, clicks a lot of boxes. Okay, so I'm not going to go down that, uh, you know, that LDA. I'm not going to do this or that or the other. And I should probably just stay away a good, you know, 1800 meters from that area that yeah that also lends me into one of the other topics i am very serious about and very excited to talk about current events because speaking of 240s if you've ever listened to the video videos coming out of the las vegas shooting you would know that there was no ar being fired it was a 240 just, but they said it was a bump stock. Oh, bump. You know, if there's anything I learned about my time in the government, it's that they're very bad at their jobs. 
Because they lie. What? They lie through their teeth. The government lies. <laughs> the government covers <laughs> up. And not being a part of the government anymore. Uh, That's my favorite part. Our, yeah, right? It's great. Our scope is a lot different. You know, we talked about this the other day as far as, you know, kit. I'm not, you know, if something happens, I'm not going to throw on a plate, you know, plate carrier and go house to house. Yeah, no, no, not unless I'm, I'm not touching my plate carrier unless I'm fully expecting like contact and to have to go, like you said, house to house, room to room. I mean, for me, the scenario looks a lot more like after whatever hypothetical event, I have to get my family set up, you know, at a location that I can defend. If I ever have to go out, say if I have to go out forage for food, go and you know scavenge for ammunition, medical supplies, water, what have you, I'm not going to be wearing a plate carrier. That that doesn't make sense for me to waste those calories on that weight. You know, I'd much rather you know spend that weight and that space on sustainment gear and something that I can ruck out. So having dead space in my kit. You know, like a drop leg, or not drop leg, a like a like a dump pouch. You know, no, I'm not gonna dump my mags in there. But if I'm you know out doing a a presence patrol, and I you know see some gear or some berries, uh, other food stuff, then I can stow it in there. That's a place built in; doesn't take up a lot of space. But you know, just something that doesn't cost much. That means a lot. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll also cover stuff like repurposing your military equipment. Because I know there's a lot of guys out there who have gotten out of the military. They have all this stuff, mag pouches, saw pouches, dump pouches, stuff like that. And they could be repurposed for survival usage. Like you said, you you got a dump pouch. What are you going to do? You're going to collect SSI? Probably not. Especially if you're out surviving on your own. You're going to be out there collecting random stuff that you find that you can repurpose like you said berries mushrooms food yeah well that that you know that actually brings up a really great point something that i'm really excited to cover is reframing reframing the concept of what we're talking about so a lot of guys get out and they buy plate carrier you know they buy the cry pants they buy nods and everything they go into dead gang six ars guilty and (laughs) guilty and i'm just i'm really excited to you know, change that mindset because it took me, it took me a couple of years, three years before I, you know, finally kicked that mindset. I'm like, Oh, I'm not in the army anymore. Like I'm not going to have S2 built in. I'm not going to have supply built in. I'm not going to have someone following me around with a water Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to have to be able to, well, I'm going to have to be able to find and purify water and water is heavy. Water is so incredibly heavy. So that has to be, you know, planned ahead. I'm not going to be going to house to house. Hopefully that'd be a really crappy situation. I have to go have to house to house. You know, it's going to look a lot more like me conducting reconnaissance on a town. If I have to go into it for a couple hours to figure out what, you know, signs of life, what the, you know, what the routine is, you know, if there's anybody there, if anyone's, you know, patrolling if anyone's looking for it whatever what have you and i hate to say the word surviving because you shouldn't be having to try to survive in this scenario that you know to me that gives the connotation that you know you're 
in a pretty rough spot, but you're going to have to work in that sustainment for yourself. You need food, you need water, you need shelter. If you're in a point where you're doing sustainment, you're, you're in a survival situation. Like, I don't think it's a negative connotation. I think survival itself is just a testament to, you know, a person's willpower. You've been thrown into a situation where it's not ideal. You know, you can't go to your lo- local grocery store, buy your food, drive home unopposed, and walk in, kiss your wife, kiss your kids, and then throw your stuff in the refrigerator to have groceries for the rest of the week. You're going to be in a situation where you're going to be going out, you're going to be hunting for food, you're going to be scavenging whatever you can find so that you can survive and so you can help others survive. Like, I, I don't see survival as such a negative connotation. Yes, it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be a testament to your willpower, to your perseverance, and to your, I mean, your stubbornness. Like, you're not going out without a fight kind of thing. You know, that's a that's a really great point. I, I guess I should reframe what I, or rephrase what I said. Survival in and of itself, I don't have a, I don't think it has a native connotation, but you've seen, you know, when we first got, you know, five years, whatever, you know, there was a huge push for, you know, survival gear, you know, guys throwing hatchets and axes on their, on their plate carrier when we were deployed to Afghanistan. No, I think that if you're having to, if you're planning to have nothing as your primary, you know, kit, I think that's, you know, you've got to reframe that, you know, of course, of course you need secondary tertiary modes of building fire or purifying water, but I don't think that you should plan on roughing it as your primary goal. You know, and I want to talk about that too. So, you know, the way that we set up our kit, how, you know, I have a fire kit in my my low-bearing equipment, so that fire equipment doesn't just have a Bic lighter. I have a Bic lighter, I have matches, I have Blackbeard fire starter, I have a ferro rod. Part of your kit isn't just what you carry, it's what's in your head, what you keep in that database. So building that skill set, so... Besides what I have, am I able to make a fire using friction or using a bow? You know, the bow fire method, am I able to uh, use my glasses to, you know, magnify the rays of the sun? You know, just, you know, we're at a very stressful point in our history where I feel like everyone knows something's going to happen, but nobody knows what and nobody knows when. But we're also in a really great spot because we've never had this amount of knowledge just open to anybody who wants it. Right. Cause in the past you would have to have gone to a survival school or, you know, have been raised by someone who grew up in the wilderness to have these skills. This, this is like you were saying, especially this is the greatest time to gain information, to build your repertoire and to increase your survivability. And that's what we're here for. We're here to help everyone try to expand their knowledge base and to increase their survivability in situations that may not be ideal. The knowledge base of what I had coming out of basic training or going through a few FTXs when I got to my unit as opposed to now, like being well far and away out of the military just based off my own research and, you know, getting after it myself, it's, there's no real comparison. Right, and also, one of the things that we need to stress also is that just joining the military isn't going to give you the skills to survive. You will not learn survival skills unless someone there, 
like a team leader, squad leader, platoon leader. Well, <laughs> let's not say platoon leaders because that's <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. Oh man, uh, well, that's a great that's a great point. So that's what we're talking about with community, networking, mm-hmm. skill sharing. Okay, you cannot do this alone. Yeah. I, I, I don't care who you are. It's not going to work. Yeah, and you okay. may pick up something in the military if if you get lucky enough to get sent to, say, <sighs> SEER school. I'm not talking SEER 101, the freaking certificate that you do online that 90, let's be honest, 99% of you have cheated. Did you ever learn to swim in the Army? Did anybody ever teach you how to swim or at least check? No. Yeah, that would have really sucked on D-Day. Anyways. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, man. So it's, I mean, that's true. That's yeah. my thing is, is I can't tell you how many hours I've spent training on my own, both in the military and out. I've learned more out of the military than I ever did in. And that's not to say that I didn't have good leaders. I had great leaders. And they took time out of their day to train with me and get me spun up. So I knew my job, their job, and the person ahead of their job. I knew every single job in a fire team and a weapon squad. All right. And that's what we need to be at. Yeah, and that's where you're going to find the most of your knowledge is at that level. Because anything higher than that, higher leadership is nothing but a waste of time. They're all about checking boxes and keeping, like, you know, dental green. Who the f*** cares if dental's green? If your Joes can't even, like, I don't know, perform uh, sports. What is sports? So sports is just correcting a malfunction in a weapon. It is on the spot. You're in a firefight. You get a jam. You know, you get a misfire. It's all about getting your weapon back into, you know, condition red. Being able to fire. Being able to suppress the enemy. That's sports. We'll go into manual of arms in a later episode. We're going to talk about every weapon system that was organic to the squad. We talked a little bit. We wanted to do that Ranger series. We want to do a land nav series. We want to do just a field craft kind of, you know, survivalist series. I also, I'm not there yet. I want to talk about homesteading. Yeah, homesteading is very important, especially right now. You know, just to tie in current events, like, we're facing a food shortage. Like, we haven't hit it yet. Like, there's rumors, you know, one of the main things that we're looking at right now is just baby formula shortages. Like, some people can't produce breast milk, can't feed their babies, so they got to rely on formula. Some people were just, you know, doing formula for their babies. Either way, like, if they can't get food for their babies, that's an issue. That's a real issue. That's a huge issue, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Babies need to eat. Yeah. So when we're facing a food shortage like this, I mean, there's not much I can really tell you about how to make baby formula. There is a way to make baby formula out of, out of raw goat milk. Well, there you go. Not goat milk. Out of raw, raw cow's milk. Okay. Well, there you go. Almost guarantee we're going to hit a recession here in the next two years oh brother we're already in a recession like it's gonna we're, well we're de- about, how about depression then yeah that's that's <laughs> a very good point. we need to you need to be able to do this stuff all right so if you have uh you know i understand people living in apartments that sucks i'm sorry but if you are living you know with a small yard you can make the most out of that yard like if you can keep chickens or rabbits or you know grow some vegetables or potatoes whatever you're you know, you're cutting down your bill a little bit, you know, in the, in the grocery aisle, but also you're, you know, you're doing so, so much for your family being able to do that and have that knowledge and just your community in general. If you're someone, if you're the someone that someone can turn to, Hey, my power went out. 
you know, I know you have a generator. Can we throw some stuff in your fridge? Why not? I'm not going to sit here and preach, you know, be friendly to your neighbors, but be friendly to your neighbors because you never know when you may need them. Networking. Networking. Networking is not just about business. Networking is also about your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, you know, people you spent time with in the service, people that you grew up with. It doesn't matter. Like networking. Everybody knows something. You will always be a student. Do not ever let yourself get in a mindset of, well, I'm done learning. I don't need to listen to anybody because I know everything. You don't know everything. You need to be a lifelong learner. Exactly. There is someone out there, I don't care who it is, that knows something that you don't. So always be open to ideas. And there's always going to be someone who's better at you than something. You should strive to surround yourself with people who are better than you are. Iron sharpens iron. You know what I mean? We need to we need to raise the standard. There's nothing better than being able to learn something from someone. You know, we're just starting this. But if people have questions, I'd love to spend some time and research stuff for them. If we take a look at it, someone asks a question, we look at it and we say, oh, that's a really great question. We didn't even think about that. I'd love to do a class on that. If you're still with us, thank you. I had fun. Six, I think you had fun. Oh, I had a lot of fun. I am so excited for where we're going. And, you know, we're talking about soldiering. We're talking about fieldcraft, homesteading, networking, community building. I want to give a class on how to change a tire because, you know, I feel like I figured it out myself. That should have been a class someone gave me at some point. <laughs> so I, I just want to be there for people. And I feel like this is going to be a great way to do that. So if you're still here, thank you. Thank you for listening. Hold the line. Thank you.